Hi everybody, uh, Father Raj here. Just a quick language advisory for everyone. Nothing explicit, just a Spanish language advisory because our guest today, as well as Cecilia and I, are regular Spanish speakers and we unfortunately forget to translate some of our Spanish in this episode. And so for a quick guide, just want to let you know, levadura means yeast, olla means pot, um, albondigas means meatballs, and I think you figured out the rest. All right, enjoy. It is All Souls Day, fam, and we are back from the dead. After our brief hiatus, we are now joined by our friends, Letty and Father Memo, as we share in their experience of Dia de los Muertos, their thoughts on Hispanic food culture, and a bunch of laughs. It all left us dead. Get it? Dead? <laughs> Just like the bread Letty baked for us. Dead bread, or pan de muerto. <laughs> Don't be scared, y'all. This is famished and dead. But not really, because we're alive, dead to the world, but alive in the spirit. You know how it goes. Our Western world is suffering from the hunger of spirit. Make Jesus always part of your hunger. What is up, fam? Welcome to another episode of Famine Fed. We're back. What's up, Cece? We're, we're back here. from our break. Did we take a whole month off? Uh, almost. Yeah, well, we're here. We're here. We're back. On Famine Fed, on this podcast where we talk about food and faith. And we're talking about something special today. What are we talking about today, Cece? Dia de los Muertos, Day of the Dead. That's right. That's what we're talking about. And we've got two special guests here in studio today. Um, first off, wearing her, her bakery um, apron, Malark Bakery, um, we've got Leticia. Welcome, Leticia. Hi, welcome me. You want me to go? <laughs> Do you prefer Leti? You want me to call it Leticia's? You, Leti's fine. Okay, Leti's we'll, fine. we'll go with Leti. Leti's too formal. Let, I'm, I'm like so, she's in trouble. Yeah. Leticia. I'm, <laughs> I'm so yeah. glad to have Leti on. We're probably going to have her on in future episodes. But when we talk about like goodness and food, um, I think about Leti because, Ooh, you know, on nice. like randomly <laughs> on days that I would um, finish mass, I'd either get a text message or, or Leti would be there. With a piece of cheesecake for wow. me. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Randomly. She was always cooking something. She is. She's baking, a great baker. Baking, baking. I'm not a cook at all. Actually, baking. actually, for any of those folks who like caught us on our original, original oh, yeah. um, video right. uh, version of this podcast, or the, right. our video... 2019, like, I think. Yeah, back in 20, maybe even 2018. Yeah. Yeah, Letty made us some some baked goods, and we tried, we tasted them on, on mm -hmm. the podcast. We did? Like, live on air, she oh, did. Oh, okay. We're doing cake. <laughs> I feel like I made some cookies. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, it was. Oh, wait, yeah, because it was in the middle of a bake sale. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's right, right. That's right. right. She's well, wearing this apron. <laughs> welcome, Letty. Letty's here. She's going to share with us her little baking things and, and talk a little bit about um, Dia de los Muertos and, and growing up in a Mexican family and, and all those food traditions. And so um, it's a great joy to have you here. And um, our second guest, 
also lovely to have. He's never brought me any cheesecake, but that's okay. Um, but Father Memo, welcome. Welcome. Thank you very much for inviting me. I'm very excited, very nervous to be here with you all. Nervous. Oh, man, nervous. But I'm happy, very happy and honored. Thank you for inviting me here. Oh, yes. Well, it's a joy to have you. Father Memo is the vocation director for the Diocese of Sacramento. But Correct. Um, also a world traveler in his life. He, he used to be in the, he was assigned in the Philippines for a little bit and Correct. then and Rome. Then in Europe, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. And, uh, yeah, I lived in Rome for three years oh, and I I was, while I was in Rome, I, I had the opportunity to, to live for short periods and in, in Spain, for instance, oh, or visit other, other countries as part of my, my job as a missionary. Yeah. Yeah. So now he's in Sacramento. Now he's in, in Sacramento. There's now lots in, of good food in Sacramento as well. So. Ah, in the heart of, the, of the, the heart of everything in Sacramento, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Well, what, we have him here also to, to share a little bit about, you know, being a priest and, and Dia de los Muertos and what, what that means and all, all that. But, um, uh, Cici, Dia de los Muertos. What? Dia de los Muertos. So, you know what? Okay, so I don't want to be cliche or anything, <laughs> but when I think about Dia de los Muertos, you know, Coco. Right. I think that might be a lot of people's cultural reference point in their mind when they think Dia de los Muertos. And I know that it kind of took off a little bit before that, but I feel like once Coco came out, that was like, everybody was like, what is Dia de los Muertos? What, is, you know, and I think the beauty of that movie was that it kind of, it showcased a lot of the traditions that maybe people hadn't seen. Cause I know before that, that kind of took off, you know, a lot of people were doing the, the sugar candy, the sugar skull, like for Halloween and stuff. And you might see the papel picado, but there wasn't a lot of talk of tradition. And then Coco came out and it was like, Oh gosh, there's like all this other stuff around Dia de los Muertos. So I, I know I told a couple people we were prepping for this episode and they were like, are you guys going to talk about Coco? And I'm like, well, it's not an episode about Coco. <laughs> it's an episode about Dia de los Muertos, which is a really big part of the scenery and the context of that movie. So that's kind of like, I think a good reference point that most probably most listeners will will have like in their mind maybe right yeah totally and um uh you know shout out to um our sister podcast uh truly universal um uh, they they they're thinking about doing a coco episode so if um you know maybe we'll we'll hear that soon about you know the world of coco through a catholic lens so um you know they touch on movies and stuff we touch on food here yes so um literally uh, we're literally. gonna touch on food right <laughs> now literally right now we're gonna touch on food for those <laughs> For those, uh, those listeners who um, maybe you listened early on and now you're coming back, if you haven't listened to our most recent episodes, we've made a major um, decision, a total major decision. We changed it all up. Um, oh, yeah, we did. Moved by... Um, like, what did we do? And I'm like, I just remembered. Yeah. CC um, <laughs> led the revolution. We're doing our taste test at the beginning of the episode. At the beginning of the now. episode. Oh. So, so it used to be at the end. And then I had made a motion and that was like, I mean, there's only two of us, so when you make a motion, it's like you just either it's unanimous or not. But Father Mark Mary kind of seconded it when we had him on. <laughs> also, Bob, Bob and on the Bob, coffee, Bob coffee on the episode. coffee. So we now taste at the beginning because you know it's just we eat and talk, and that's like you know um, they have that phrase in Spanish, la sobremesa, right? Or sobre la, what is it? Sobremesa. Sobremesa. There it is. <laughs> sobremesa, right? Where you're. On, I mean, you're not on the table, but you're like. But you're, you're engaging you're in community. It will be like an outdoors that you say that. That's the, the translation of remesa, which something happens outside of the official time of the of the of the food. But outdoors is more for a kind of um, when you don't offer a full a full dish. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, but but I'm just using the word. The word sure, outdoors sure. is outside of the 
or the official time of eating. Okay. Where you get extracurricular um, fellowship and and, <laughs> and, <laughs> fellowship. <laughs> and food. And food. Yeah, that's Which that's, is that's, that's what great. this is. So Letty, awesome. like yes. we mentioned, is our our friend and baker, our baker friend. She made us. Well, why don't you tell us what you made us? Okay, I made um, some pan de muerto bread, which Ooh. is pan de muerto bread. <laughs> I'm like, wait, hold on. What's the translation? Is um, dead bread? I guess you can call it bread of the dead. Bread of the, bread dead. Of the dead. dead. I've heard of dead bread. Dead bread, also. It's and <laughs> you know, I did it um, the day before for practice and. Let's just say that my yeast wasn't working and it didn't rise and it came out like cookies. Um, Ooh, okay. So everybody, that still looks everybody good. here can look at it and it's not good looking. I mean, I thought it looked okay. Um, <laughs> but I tried it again today. Cece tried to take a bite out of it earlier. <laughs> no, I didn't. I probably, well, we won't say who did take a bite earlier. <laughs> so explain to us, explain to us, Leti, what is, what is pan de muerto? Pan de muerto um, is bread that you normally eat um, on on the days coming up to El Dia de los Muertos and on Dia de los Muertos. And it's just like a circular bread and it has a cross over it. Mm. And not like a Jesus cross, but like an X cross. Oh. Um, and the the cross is supposed to kind of look like bones. So I don't know if you guys can oh. kind of tell there's little bumps on Ooh, it. Ooh, okay. I just noticed yeah, that. Totally. We'll take and a picture and those are like we'll... the bones of the... Let me just try that one. <laughs> <laughs> He's currently eating a knuckle. Father's... <laughs> you can't I'm see it. I'm eating a but... bone. <laughs> Father's tasting. We're all going to dig into it right now. So, um, um, Father, why don't you give us your thoughts about the, the pan de muerto? What, what, mm. Let these version. Well, this one is so delicious, let me tell you. <laughs> I have tried different pan de muerto during my life. And this one that I'm eating right now in front of everyone, <laughs> and you, audience, you, are all, you are witness of that because you can hear the bread yep. going down to my esophagus. That's part of, part <laughs> of the show. To my stomach. So, mm, it's very good. I like the, the orange flavor that you put. Oh, yeah. Oh. There's an orange cyst. Yeah. And then, um, but also the vanilla and the oh. cinnamon. Oh. Mm -hmm. yeah, Everything so. very well mixed. I love it. Fa you. Father, you're great. You should be on the podcast. This can, is really good description. You can <laughs> pick out all the flavors. Well, yeah. I love food. Oh, wow. <laughs> Especially if it's sweet. That's my problem. Wow. That's the, doc the problem that I have with my doctor. Mm. He's constantly <laughs> complaining your triglycerides are so high. So, <laughs> so that's my problem. Always. These are it's your okay. confessions today. I one of my addictions, actually. No judgment here, Father, but I just took a bite. Mm. Letty, this is phenomenal. You kept it warm. Thank I love you. that. I oh, I could that. taste the orange. Yeah. yeah. All those different, oh gosh, it's, it's nice, got a nice crust, but it's nice and um, uh, chewy in the center and warm. It's good. Oh. Thank you. I'm, I don't, well, this is the second time I make it, mm -hmm. and I know it was supposed to rise more, and so I'm looking at it, and I'm like, Mm. <laughs> no, it's good for me. This would be great. I wish I had a coffee right I now. I was going to say, this was Let coffee. me tell you something. Originally, well, I know the pan de muerto tends to be more fluffy, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. a kind of more like a concha style yeah. or... Fluffy like in size, but also in texture. Yeah. Uh -huh. But I had, it's the first time that I tried this one. This uh -huh. is style like a, like a shortbread. Yeah. More like, look like a shortbread. But let me tell you something. I love it more. <laughs> because because this one, like, you know, the, the taste is like a more uh, concentrated, I would say. Mm -hmm. While when it's too fluffy, it's like a no, spread all over. Yeah. No, the flavor is great. On point. Whatever you use, that orange zest and... Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's a, you use two types of sugar. Is that right? Um, yeah. So I brought one. So normally the uh, pan de muerto bread is just sugar on top, 
But the recipe I followed, they did some sugar and then they added some cinnamon. So some of you guys are eating the, the ones wrong. with cinnamon on top cinnamon with sugar. sugar. Yeah, like cinnamon sugar. That's a combo. It's it great. smells like churros, but. Yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> no, it's wonderful. So What's... on this podcast, you're welcome to just keep eating um, as we talk. You're welcome to. Uh, uh, no rules here, Father. We got permission before. It. You can just. It's not rude. This is the only place it's not rude to talk with your with your eating. <laughs> Okay, thank you. <laughs> Wait, so, okay. What, what does this bread have to do with Dia de los Muertos? Because I know, I've gone to La Esperanza <laughs> here in SAC on, like, you know, um, around Halloween, and the line is out the door. People trying to get this bread, and it's, like, only around this time. So what is the significance of this bread re in relation to Dia de los Muertos? I'm not, I'm allowed to talk with, with food in my mouth, but, but I cannot. Well, it's a long story. Well, do you want me to start with what I have? Okay. Sure, uh, go ahead. Wait, wait, however you prefer. Mm -hmm. Well, originally it's because before Hispanics came to, 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 to America, the, the natives already celebrated, natives in America, not in the United States only, but especially in Mexico, Latin America, South America, they have always have this concern about their dead. They knew that the dead, the dead people are not really gone somehow. They keep on existing in another way, in another dimension. But they knew that their gods, whatever god or deity they believed in, those gods were, uh, those gods allowed the dead to come back once a year to visit their relatives. So, and the way to welcome them is to prepare food that they love. Mm. That was originally, you know, and that was that day, that evening, the evening and day in which everybody prepared food that was, you know, delicious for the dead. And, and from that, this pan de muerto came out, you know, it's, like a, it's, a, it's a bread that is delicious because families are gathered together to celebrate. It's about celebration. It's not a, it's not a day of mourning mm -hmm. because that's the beauty of, of the faith of those, those ancient peoples. They know that they're dead. Even though they are dead, they don't see them, but they are still alive. Mm -hmm. And they are close to them. So there's nothing to be uh, sad about mm -hmm. because those people, even though you don't see them, that you know that they are close to you. And they are praying for you somehow and they are waiting for you. But that's not, nothing scary. It was not a, moment, a day to be scared of. Rather, are they to celebrate? That's why bre this bread is so tasty because it's part of celebration, like a wedding mm -hmm. cake, like a like a quinceañera bread, mm -hmm. like a whatever, because it's a day for celebrating. And depending on the food, that is not only the, the pan, the muerto that is offered, but also people would cook the favorite food of the person. And if the person was a drunkard, for instance, <laughs> they would they would put the mezcal, the tequila, the whatever liquor the person cerveza. would. Cerveza. Uh -huh. Pulque. Well, cerveza was not cerveza in ancient times. <laughs> oh, in there pulque. Was mm -mm. Right, they would make pulque. Pulque. Oh, what is that? That's made from like um, um, <laughs> the mezcal plant, right? Correct. Ooh. The same plant that you use for for the tequila. Mm -hmm. In one of the one in, throughout the process. There is a stage in which it's, it's called pulque. It has a little special process to make the pulque as, as it is, but it's like a kind of tequila, but in a different, different, different stage. And they usually, I, I studied in, in Mexico for three months to study Spanish, but then the, 
Not that I was at the pulqueria all the time. <laughs> I'm just expecting, yeah. Thanks be to God, I was not your education director. But as a cultural experience, as a cultural experience, the seminarians and, and other people there, they, they took us to a pulqueria, and, and, um, but they would mix that with other fruit flavors, right? They would take oh. the, the, um, this kind of, not yet tequila, but already fermented kind of, mm-hmm. Um, drink and then mix it with other fruit flavors. Like I, I think I remember having um, strawberry ones and other it's ones. Possible, but, yeah, yeah. It's possible, yeah, it's possible. So, well, anyway, so it's part of the food that was offered to the dead. And that was before Hispanics came, before oh. Christianism came to, ah. to America. Yeah. So since then we have the El Pan de Muerte. Ah, okay. And so then, uh, should I continue? Yeah, um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sure. yeah, we're just listening. So, and, uh, and as the tradition, the tradition was there, people would have their they're kind of altars, you know, little altars, nothing to do with, with Jesus and faith in terms of Christianity. They just have a special place in the house dedicated for the dead during the night to come and eat their food and enjoy mm-hmm. their food and to know that they are loved, mm-hmm. to know that they are remembered. They didn't have pictures, they didn't have anything at that time, of course, but they had the, belong- they have the, the, the belongings of the dead, maybe their 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 sandals or their, their whatever clothes they were wearing, said so they, they would put that in a corner of the house or in a place in the house that was special, and they have candles so that, you know, the dead may know the place, how to come back mm. and to arrive to that place and, and enjoy the food that was prepared with so much love by their, their, their families. Now, when Hispanics, when Spaniards came, they brought Christianism. And many things change, you know, we change our language. Mm-hmm. We, don't, we don't speak anymore the, na- the native language that was spoken in, in, in our land. We, spoke, we speak now Spanish, and we, we acquire, you know, all the, the tradition that the Europeans, Europeans brought to us. And there were many changes, the way we dress, the way we think, the way we, we have streets and houses. But still there was something that they couldn't change totally, which was their reverence for the death. Mm. the appreciation for the dead, and the, the, the idea, the conviction that the dead are not gone 100%, mm-hmm. that they are in a certain place doing something. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that, I'm not sure at this point what it was in the, in the head of the Aztecs and, 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 and Mayas, but, but those dead are still allowed to come back. And even though Christians, missionary Catholics try to convince them that that's it, the dead are dead, and that they are gone, and they are with God in heaven, and all that. They believe it, but still they, they couldn't get rid of that connection with the relatives that are, that are gone. So that's why that tra- they transformed mm-hmm. that um, ritual, a uh, way of, of celebrating their dead, that has, that, it's true. Sometimes has to do yeah. with with, uh, with uh, uh, the occult and and esotericism and and weird things. That is true. That's truth. And, and that's true, as in like we, that's still happening. Sometimes people are doing um, like weird things with with these altars of the dead. Is that what you're saying, yeah, Father? Exactly. Uh, that connection with the dead, as as we know, that is is really wrong because you are opening the doors, you are opening the the, the, the thresholds for mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. spirits that don't belong to mm-hmm. God. That's that's. Truth, that's truth, has happened always and it continues happening. But, but now those who were converted into Christianism, they kept that love for their deceased, and at the same time they want to revere them. Now they know that they don't come back anymore, 
because they are in the, in the arms of God, but still they want to revere them. And they, now they, are, they have an altar similar to the Christian altars, you know, where we celebrate the Mass. They put the crucifix, they put candles that don't represent anymore the light that they, they need to come back. Those candles represent Christ, hopefully. And now they have pictures. Mm -hmm. Now we have pictures. So they have the pictures of those people. Not anymore their clothes and those, the shoes, but rather their pictures. And we offer the same food and candies. Candies is an important piece of this because with sugar, now that, now that they had the sugar, they were able to create candies, especially for kids. If mm. the disease were kids, they put candies. And so, but they represented the dead because that was never something foreign to them or nothing yeah, scary or yeah. creepy. They even have the, the skulls, you know, yeah. the skulls at home, in mm -hmm. uh, order you know, to, to remember that deceased person. And that's why there are some candies that now are made of sugar, those skulls that are made of sugar. Yeah. And, uh, and that's what we see. Now, I'm approaching to Coco. I'm building up oh. the history of Coco. You see, Coco certainly has nothing to do with Christianism per se. Yeah. There is some resemblance of, of Christianism because you see the tombs and there are crosses mm -hmm. and that. But you see, Coco is very much related to what I'm saying, the pre-Hispanic yeah. tradition uh, where the dead come back and all that. Once a year. Once a year, and everybody celebrates and everybody goes to the cemetery or in their homes. Now, you see now it's very traditional, very common to see La, la Calavera. Let me see how the, what, is name, what name receives this in, 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 Spanish, in, in English. But it's a lady, a very elegant lady, La Catrina. La Catrina. Elegant lady dressing elegantly, but it says there is a, the whole skeleton, mm -hmm. in, in a female skeleton, mm -hmm. elegant in that. That Catrina was invented by, um, by a, an, an artist, artist. Mm -hmm. in the, in, at the end of the 19th century. And, and that became so famous that the people, it was so famous that because, because kind of put together the ancient tradition of making the skulls out of sugar with funny colors and the elements of an elegant modern lady that you can relate with. So it, it really concise everything. So that's why it became so famous till now. So La Catrina, you see La Catrina everywhere. You mm -hmm. see a poster of, let us celebrate the Day of the Dead, and you see La Catrina, there, that, that is <laughs> called a lady. Yeah. So That's all this, is. all this is, is part of the tradition, and you see that also in the movie of Coco. You know, yeah. la, la, la Tia, the, the aunt of, of, of um, the boy. Miguel. Miguel, thank you. She was one of Catrina, elegant lady, like yeah, this, yeah. no? So things like that. Certainly, what well, now, now I'm opening another window. <laughs> la muerte, oh, la santa muerte. Yeah. So I need to clarify this. Why? Because people nowadays with all these traditions that we have, and, and as, as you mentioned, now has become like a more aware of this. Now we have la santa muerte, which is la Catrina, this uh, elegant skull. But that elegant skull is not anymore funny. You can see la santa muerte. You can find it in any store. Any store, unfortunately, you can find the crucifix or Lady of Guadalupe and then La Santa Muerte. Mm -hmm. Why? Because La Santa Muerte is this worship, this cult that some people are doing to the death. That's different. Mm -hmm. Now they are using death as God. Mm -hmm. It was never before considered God itself. Dead people were dead people. They were our peers. 
they were our family members that were waiting for us, they were praying for us, they used to come to visit us, but they were never our gods. They never become God. They would never become powerful. Now they are worshiping that image that represents death. And people are confused. People are thinking, it's, it's our tradition. It's who we are. That's not truth. Mm -hmm. That's more satanic. Mm -hmm. That's more satanic, and it has to do with, with witchcraft. Mm -hmm. Because that is not just the image. It's who, you, who, who that image represents, which is the evil, the devil, mm -hmm. the evil one, yeah. who is the, the representation of, or, the, or the personification of what is contrary to who we are. We are life. Ancient people believe in life. That's why they, they didn't disconnect themselves. Mm -hmm the rally to this world with those who are dead because it's about life. Well, that, that's exactly what I, you know, when I was listening to you, to you share everything um, about that, uh, Father Memo, I think one of the beautiful things is I think you can see that as humans, we, we recognize in, in, in our heart of hearts that there is this connection still to the dead. Um, that, um, and I think that's something that it's a reason we celebrate all souls uh, as, as a church. It's the okay. reason um, I think in so many other cultures, there are other little things that connect us to the dead. But as you're saying, like, uh, I recognize that. I think we can recognize it. Even like with having bread that has skeletons on it, we can recognize that there's something good and something, it's, it's good to reflect on death and, and be reminded of death. Um, but to not let it become an obsession with death in such a way that it's um, a worship of death and or like in on you know kind of flipping it to like kind of a secular Halloween now we kind of forget about reflecting on death but now we're just reflecting on evil right exactly. and um, whether that's you know demons and, and witchcraft or whether or whatnot we've kind of swung the pendulum because I think authentically in a, in a Christian worldview authentically we've always thought about death right a uh, memento mori right we, we've had that's a, a, a you know a remember death right this notion that that um, that we are going to die, <laughs> all of us are going to die, but that's not a sad thing. Like if we can keep that in our, in our, um, in the purview of our journey, right? If we can keep that in recognizing, okay, yeah, we're going to keep doing good things, experiencing good things, but but death will happen. It doesn't become a sad thing, but okay, that's that's a doorway to heaven, right? Death is a doorway to heaven. I mean, I, even Saint Jerome was remembered to have a skull on right. on his um, on his desk, right? And I think Pope Francis last year on, on Halloween asked us to reflect on death. But he said, he said it in such a way that said, um, those who, who never remember death, and this is a paraphrase, those who never <laughs> remember death are, are already dying. Um, so there's something powerful about remembering it, but don't get got, caught up in these like cultish things like Santa Muerte. So thanks for clarifying that for us, <laughs> sure, for yeah. us Father Memo. Letty, anything to add on to that? Your, your celebrations yeah. of, um, <laughs> of uh, Dia de los Muertos? Well, as you, well, before that, I was thinking about how, like, you know, like, we're eating the, the what's it called? The bones of the... Of the bread. Of the bread, and I'm like, ooh, wait, Jesus. <laughs> it's a circle. <laughs> um... Yes. Yeah, that's what I, I was No, that's say. a beautiful reflection. I, that just kind of just shocked me into, like... But you're right. Like, you know... Um, we do eat our Lord who is fully alive, right? Yeah. We consume Him, and we eat Him in the form of bread. So, like, <laughs> yeah, there is a deep connection there. Of, wow. And, and the, the hosts don't have levadura, so I can make this without levadura. <laughs> oh, there you go. I mean, you kind of did with these ones, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I made it with levadura. I didn't know that, or yeast, I didn't know that it expires. 
And so then this did just not rose, and it's dead bread for real. Oh. <laughs> it did not rise at all. Dead bread for real. Can we try? Yeah. You know what, Padre? I went to Mass. Um, the, it's heavy. The day I went to go, um, I made this, and you were celebrating, and I was like, Jesus, oh, please no. raise this bread. <laughs> well, I'm at Mass. That? Last Sunday? You mean yesterday? Yeah. It's your only yesterday, it's Sunday. What? Yeah. It's been a long day. Yeah. Let me just try this one. Wait. It's like a cookie, basically. To it be clear, taste. are you blaming Father oh, for the fact that your bread didn't rise? Maybe. <laughs> he looks like he likes it. It's good, huh? You guys can try it, but it just didn't come out good at it's, all. It's, it's probably a different texture. Yeah, the flavor is probably spot on, but maybe the texture is a little more. It looks like I like a it. cookie. Like a semi. My mom, yeah, my mom was like. More like a shortbread. <laughs> like a cookie. Okay. Let me tell you something. The orange flavor is more intense in here. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I was gonna say I didn't know when I was looking for recipes. I didn't know if they had the mm. the orange zest, mm -hmm. and a lot of them said like use two oranges. I like, that. I like that one a lot. Oh wow, you can smell the orange on this one. <laughs> That's good. This reminds me of almost like a scone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's delicious. Well, well let's pretend I try to make a scone de muerto. <laughs> scone de muerto. <laughs> scone de muerto. It's a very intercultural uh, yeah. approach. To... Yeah, let us yeah. talk. Since we are talking about food. What would be your best food that you want us to use in case that we die? Oh, what, what, what are you going to put on my altar? Yeah, oh, <laughs> that's a great question. question. Oh, if I, I die, what would be on that. my altar? Okay. So let me tell you every... something. Because being a, a pastor, being a priest, I, I, when I had to do the altar of the, of the dead in the parishes, I encourage people to bring the, the picture of, the, of their mm -hmm. disease, but also to bring what was, you know, their favorite food, if it's possible mm -hmm. to bring it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's not possible, but mm -hmm. sometimes yes. What will be for you? Toda la olla de sopa. El pozole. A lechon. Excuse me, can you move this out of the way? Just my dad really like. Our podcast logo is a lechon. That's what our logo for our podcast. Showed it to him. Home. Yeah. Well, I think you guys know what mine would be. Donuts. Donuts. Hands down. Donuts. Yeah. I mean, I'm very predictable in that. A old-fashioned. Old-fashioned maple donuts. Yes. Or sprinkles, any donut with sprinkles. Um, Letty, as our guest, what would you have? Um, on? Well, my first thought was some hot Cheetos, but oh yeah, food. that's totally <laughs> you. Food, food. <laughs> it's whatever um, you want. Sopa de fideo, I love. Oh sopa de fideo. really? I could eat it. I could finish the whole pot if my the mom Maggie, would let me. Maggie, Maggie, yeah. Can you explain what sopa de fideo is? Because uh, yeah. You know, I never knew how noodle? to say it in like, like, like spaghetti soup. Yeah, like noodle spaghetti soup. soup. Noodle, noodle, like chicken noodle, right? It's like the yeah, Spanish, like yeah, the like Mexican tomato version of soup. tomato. I don't know, but you I use tomatoes know. to make. Yeah. I use tomatoes. Pero to make it. Right? Oh. Yeah, they 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 do. It's like um, but it's a basically some kind of soup or broth with short noodles. short noodles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Noodles. they're so good. I, I didn't love know it. you liked that. Yeah, I love sopa de fideo. Ooh, it's so good with lemon on it. And tortilla. That's gonna be mm. hard to bring, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> we were joking about la olla, and then this one tells us. No, I was, I was like, yes, la olla. <laughs> Man, um, it, for me, it would probably be goodness. I, I enjoy so much food. Yeah, he likes everything. Um, I, I think folks know me for eating a lot of cereal. Um, <laughs> But that's more, I mean, I enjoy cereal a lot, but that's more like lifestyle than, than my favorite food. It's just, when he's tired, it's the easiest thing. It's easier thing. to and eat a bowl of cereal. Good. It's good. Um, uh, I think um, if you could put some saran wrap over it, like a plate of like 
silog, like a Filipino breakfast. Oh, Filipino breakfast. So like I, I can, I never get tired of Filipino breakfast, which is like garlic fried rice and egg, Eggs. and then um, some kind of meat. Some kind of meat. So longanisa or um, tapas. How about the spam? Uh, tapa. Yeah, spam. spam. I do spam silog. Spam. Silog. Oh, spam. oh yeah. we, there's. We can it's still get you some. <laughs> Come over, Father. I'll make you some. I'll make you some spam silog. Yes. All the way up in Anderson. I'll leave some spam in the pantry when you cover my masses. Oh, in yeah. the yeah. Yes, Let's do it. Do it. Yeah. No. Totally. Yeah. There I'm you go. That. I'm for that. Awesome. Well, <laughs> Father, what would you? What would yours for be? For me, it's also complicated because I I love food and especially sweets. But my favorite one when I go to Mexico. Uh, I asked my mother said, Memo, what do you want me to cook for you? And I said, I don't know, I like everything. But can be ques- if it's if it's salty, que- quesadillas. I love mm. quesadillas. Oh. That's it. Quesadillas, simple Plain, quesadillas. Plain just cheese. Plain cheese. And and sweet, I love I love everything, but especially something that is called Carlota. Oh my gosh, oh, I've seen that. that. It's a Carlota. dessert. It's a dessert. It's it's made with you will have to help me it's, it's, it's certain cookies. We call Galleta Maria, it's a round cookie. And then you put a a, a layer of of condensed milk You've mixed seen with it. lemon. I'm sure you guys have oh. seen lemon, oh. And that becomes hard. Sure. Oh, that's called Carlota? Car- I call it Carlota in Alice in Jalisco. In other places, it has yeah. other names. That one. Yeah. Let me see. That oh. one. I never knew the name of it, but see, we would it, always call it like the, Maria Cookie Lemon. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. Maria Cookies and Lemon, that's what it is. Lemon made with condensed milk yeah. becomes hard, yeah. like a kind of cheesy mm-hmm. style. Yeah, so that's the crust, and then it has, uh-huh. like, and, and and you put layered. different layers. Yeah. Oh, I can eat that by myself okay. in an hour. If anybody's listening, I will, so for certain, come back. I will beg God, please <laughs> let me go back yes, for Just that. one day. Yes. Well, Just one day. Day. We'll remember that when when we're on episode two hundred and we're running out of topics, we'll bring him on to talk about Carlota. La Carlota. La Carlota episode. <laughs> okay, oh, oh, Mexican. Oh Have you found Desert? those here? What is that? A Carlota? Do you know any no, bakery here? I don't no think I've ever one. seen no that in Mexico. We broker deals here on, on <laughs> famished my, and fed. We broker deals. So for my, whose whose last birthday was it? My mom's birthday. I she think we made we it for call the Maria cookie. Really? Yeah. <laughs> on top. Well, we make it. Dime cómo te gusta, because we just oh, put. Wow. Um, my mom make or my sister makes the mixture of the limon with the cajet, the lechera, mm-hmm. and then we put Maria cookies and then layer it with the. That's thing. it. Simple and all on top, just some raisins and okay. maybe you can oh, put oh. some pieces of, of, of pineapple. Those oh, uh, pineapple oh. in in, in a We did. We did. Simple. Kiwi just simple. <laughs> but okay. Just simple. <laughs> Can you also uh, write his name on top and cursive? 100% pure cacao concentrate. Um, no, that's great. Yeah, oh, let me, wow. Let me, if you if, if you wouldn't mind, send over those recipes. We'll post them on our oh, social yeah, media. Yeah. And, yeah. If you want to make a little video. Or if you want to make a video of you making them, that'd be great. We'll the, the, the Carlota, my sister's the one that knows how to make it. Um, this it's one, I'll her. post a link to the video I followed. <laughs> ah, okay, awesome. Because oh, I did not make great. a video of it. <laughs> well, that was a great question, Father. Thank you for, for asking us that question. We actually had another question lined up just to ask everybody about, <laughs> yeah. in general, what's our favorite, um, um, since uh, we have two guests of the Mexican heritage, which, what are your favorite Mexican foods? Mexican foods. Yeah, what's your favorite? Is, what, is, I, I already said my case, or the quesadillas. quesadillas okay. It's simple. I know there are many other foods like mole. I love, I love uh, mole poblano, mm-hmm. which is a special mole. I, like, I love that. I love also the noodles that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. I love, I grew, I grew up, I was, was, was born and grew up in Culiacán, Sinaloa. Ooh. They prepare in that place 
pork in a special way, like with adobo, but it's called, it's called choriz, chilorio, chilorio. It's, wow. it's found in my time when I was growing up, was found only in Sinaloa, but now you can find it in every, every store. So chilorio. So okay. those kind of special food that mm. I like. Awesome. Know. Never heard of that. Chilorio. Have to check no, that it's out. not very common because it's mainly for the Culiacan in Sinaloa people. In Jalisco, it's just new. Mm. Oh, okay, all right. I, I would still go with sopa de fiel. Is that not Mexican? <laughs> no, it is, it is. <laughs> okay. I know. I was just going to my notes and going, though? yeah, what, the, what's your um, second favorite? My second favorite food, I guess I could go with enchiladas. Oh, Ooh, chilaquiles. Oh, oh, oh chilaquiles. chilaquiles. Oh, that's on my top, Depends, top five. Um, if I'm eating breakfast, chilaquiles, if not enchiladas. <laughs> sure, sure. What kind of enchiladas? Green. I always like green Green sauce. with chicken? Yeah. Mm. It's so good. I make that's myself delicious. <laughs> I love sopes. Mm -hmm. Like that's, you know, I yes. like them because they have that little rim, and <laughs> it keeps like every it, it keeps everything inside the soap. It's you know maybe I'm just practical because it's the mom in me, but I'm like oh it keeps everything inside. You eat your plate, and yeah, you <laughs> eat your plate, and it just stays on the. Actually, one of my best friends growing up was Mexican, and her mom would make so it was like the first time I ever had a sope. But like you know, la señora, sí, los hacía, you know. Homemade, everything yeah. homemade, and it was. I didn't know what it was. I was like, "What is? What happened? Like, what container did you have this tortilla?" <laughs> yes, because <laughs> I'd never seen it, and I was like, "She's like, oh no, that's a sope." And I just have very fond memories. I'd go over to her house after school, and then her um, her mom was always making those because then she found she figured out I liked them, and then you know once they know you like it. Yeah. So, they you know, yeah, they keep making it. So, like, you're going to get lots of Carlotas in the next couple of, you know, once this gets out, I'm sure. <laughs> but, like, I think that's why she would make me. So I have it. It's like I love the food, but it was also like the memory of, like, her mom and just how, like, how sweet it was. We'd come and she'd just make us, like, these fresh homemade sopas every day that we'd come over. Totally. Mine is, um, though, actually, um, chilaquiles in, and uh, sopas are in my, like, top five. But, um... Uh, I was thinking about this earlier as we were walking uh, towards here to record this podcast. Uh, I'm going to go with albondigas. Oh, um, he loves albondigas. I, I really, really dig albondigas like with soup. Like the like a nice, well-developed caldo. Mm. Caldo de albondigas. Um, I can't believe that. Oh. No? You don't, Why? Know? You don't I like albondigas? I was traumatized. With oh, my gosh. You know, you gotta tell, tell us the story. Tell us the story. As, as it is, as there is, you know, there is a stomach abuse. Oh. oh, yeah. What parents do with kids. So my mother, she's not listening to this, and she will never <laughs> understand. That's the way I can say. My mother, she's not a good cook. Oh no. She loves us, but she's not good in cooking. She was great in other things, but not cooking. And she said it many times. So, but when she got to learn a new recipe. She would do the recipe every week, the same thing, <laughs> eating the same thing in big quantities, you know, in big quantities. So she made albondigas one day, and then the rest she put in the refrigerator, and she she was sure she made she made sure that next day or maybe any other day we have the same albondigas one and again and again. So until that was the case with albondigas until I hated them with my whole uh. <laughs> So, okay, well, I'm gonna, so I'm gonna change my, uh, I'm gonna change my, uh, my answer. Now I can tolerate now them. I tolerate them, but I, don't, I prefer tolerate. not to. Okay, I'm gonna change my answer. That's to not offend Father no, Memo. No, no, my my close, very second uh, choice. I is, accept you. I is, love um, you. You know what is, um, why? What is it? Mojarra, uh, the fish, the fried fish with oh. uh, with um, kind of um, 
Escabeche on top. Yeah, and like, yeah. Oh, al escabeche. Yeah, yeah. yeah. escabeche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a fried fish? Yeah, like fried tilapia. I've had it at a few Mexican restaurants. But mo mojarra? Fish. Mojarra is a, the kind of fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, fried, deep fried oh, fish my goodness. is always a good, yeah. it's always a good bird. You're really into that, really into that. Oh, we're, uh, well, do you approve of that have... one? Is that one okay? <laughs> that's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, good. Was, you don't That's hate, that, you don't hate that with your whole soul. No, no, no. Do you? No, <laughs> my mother never dated. You should have seen the, I'm like, for our listeners, you should have seen the look of horror on Father Memo's face when like I said, a, I was starting to feel disgusted. Oh, like, no. no way. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's great. Um, <laughs> where, do, yeah, I, where do we go fried, from there? I don't know. Fried fish is good. We'll just stick with the fried fish answer. That's great. Awesome. Well, they, thank you for talking about Mexican food, but we can talk also about Filipino food or other kind of... Sure. I mean, we do know. that on our other episodes and everything. But, oh, okay. Oh, no. Well, give us this. You lived in, in the Philippines for how many years, Father Memo? Three and a half. What was, what's your favorite Mex uh, Filipino food? Oh, man. Uh, that's a hard question because I love everything. But <laughs> Except they, about they, they they didn't offer me albondigas, <laughs> but you know what I what I love, and not so many people know how to do, do it is jamonada. Uh -huh. Jamonada is is the, the. Is that from the Philippines? Yeah. Okay. I no. Yeah. I had never tried before, only there, and is the 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 the, the leg of the of the of the pork yeah. put in those uh, um, how do they call those steam steam uh, pots? Okay. Yeah. With with pineapple in it. Oh, okay, yeah. And yeah. they boil like it for hours and hours and hours. Yeah, yeah. And that becomes like a, wow, you don't imagine, sweet. This? Super tender. Can be. Can be. <laughs> Can be. Yeah. I don't, no. It looks like. We're showing them a like. picture. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm trying to. Wow, I'm yeah, so intrigued. Uh, uh, like Filipino for... dish consisting of meat marinated and cooked in sweet pineapple sauce. Yeah, yeah. That, that's going to be the one. Yeah. Oh, you don't imagine. Is that like most? I, um, I I remember having it at family parties and whatnot. But is that mostly like a Christmas dish? It said Christmas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. something about Christmas. Yeah, yeah. or in oh. special festivities, right? Popular yeah, right. during Christmas. That okay. one together with the sweet. Uh, I miss that much. You 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 don't cook this here in the United States. The sweet spaghetti. Oh, Jollibee! Jollibee! Go to Jollibee! They've got sweet spaghetti at Jollibee. <laughs> it's, it's, it's totally really good. Sweet. Oh, I love so, it. It's like totally So sweet. our listeners get, get Father Memo some really? you like Carlota <laughs> and some Jollibee spaghetti pronto. Yeah, sweet <laughs> and spaghetti. And jamonada. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But Those we do, my, I, my, my family grew up making sweet spaghetti every now and then. Sometimes we do Italian-style spaghetti, and then sometimes like we do Filipino-style spaghetti. Have you had sweet spaghetti? Um, okay. I've had the Lucas candy. That's the little spaghetti thing. <laughs> that's not the same thing. That's a little different. No, Filipino sweet spaghetti is sweet because they use banana ketchup instead of tomato sauce. Banana ketchup. So, yeah. um, Jufran. Jufran or, or other um, <laughs> brands of... Banana ketchup, but what it is, banana ketchup was, was invented in World War II to, uh, tomatoes were like lower on uh -huh. supply, but we had tons of bananas in the Philippines. <laughs> so they basically How it turns converted into ketchup, a, we don't know. But they converted a condiment. <laughs> so yeah. because of food coloring. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't uh, think it's actually yeah. red. Uh, when they, when they, they produce it. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Oh, but yeah, that's what they use for um, so um, so I've that's seen sweet some spaghetti. Put, like condensed milk. Oh yeah, they put some people put sugar in it, or so but it usually it, has hot dogs a, instead of meat. Is it meat. a meal or is it dessert? No, it's it's a it's, meal. It's, it's meal. It's, it's, it's just spaghetti that's a little bit sweeter. It's it's actually really sweet. <laughs> it's like not. <laughs> but, it's not like anything. But like it's like it's like dinner, not oh. like, like served as a dessert. Yeah, it's like real. <laughs> 
I just love it. I just it's love really it. It's really good. Right. We gotta take we're gonna go, some spaghetti. Oh, we'll, 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 we'll field trip go. to Jollibee spaghetti. We're I good. can't believe you haven't had I love that that's one of your favorite foods. And, uh, yes, and halo halo and all the red. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, well, he's going in. He's going <laughs> in. There we go. Oh well, my gosh. Awesome. Well, no, thanks for, for sharing that. Uh, the, just a discussion. That was just a nice yeah, discussion about different foods all around great. the world and we'll remember. Um, anything else about um, uh, your own celebrations of, of Day of the Dead? Or um, any of... Well, you see what happened was. <laughs> tell us, Letty, um, tell us. Yeah, well, my family doesn't really celebrate it. <laughs> It's okay. It's, it's because okay. that's my brother's birthday. <laughs> so oh. we celebrate my brother's birthday. There you the go. The day of the living for my brother. The day of the living. <laughs> awesome. Are there any other, like, um, and maybe we'll return to this on other podcasts, but any other, like, really important food memories from your culture that you, you have from growing up? Or, you know, what it, any other uh, holidays that sort of revolved around food that you remember well? That revolved around food. Any traditions? He's like, don't they all? I bring Father I Cheesecake mean... <laughs> every other Saturday. Because I was like, well, I mean, you know, you have everything. Like, I remember, well, I remember my mom would always make um, cake for Christmas. Any particular kind of cake? No, just like a, like a normal vanilla cake. But I remember her trying to lie to me. Oh. And Ooh. I knew this was Hopefully like when I was. Mom's also not listening. Mom's also not listening. <laughs> This was um, like younger than six years old oh, me. Okay. She would tell me that the the side parts of the cake and they weren't burnt, but like they were like a little bit crispier. She's like, "That's chocolate," and I'm like, "That's not chocolate." <laughs> <laughs> I know that's not chocolate. <laughs> Wait, is that why you love baking? Where did that come from? Was that if uh, your my family? Because you... <laughs> your sister bakes too, right? Like, um, well, the carlota doesn't isn't baked; it's frozen, or like, oh. and you put it in the refrigerator. Refrigerator. Oh, okay, but um. I think my aunts would bake a lot, um, and so I remember going to the kitchen when they would be baking, and the like. Normally, the base of anything is butter and sugar, and so I remember going to the kitchen and getting butter and sugar, oh and they gosh, were doing yes. it, and then like uh, licking the bowl and the spatula, and then um, they were just really great cooks. Like, um, and so coming to the United States. I think we would like bake the like the simplest stuff, and then a family friend of my mom's made some cookies, and I was like, "Ooh, these are delicious!" So they gave me the recipe, and that's kind of how I started to start baking, was with the chocolate chip cookies, and then I moved on from there to bigger things. And now, awesome! Yeah. Now you're making us fantastic <laughs> pan de muerto. Yes, yes, so. yeah. So that's my baking, and then that's why I also love Peter because he's a baker, so you know yeah. it worked there, out. There you go. <laughs> it all makes sense. Oh, that's there great. You go. I love that. F- Father, any other, you know, growing up, when any other f- really awesome food memories that, that other than albondigas, <laughs> any other awesome food memories? Non-traumatizing. <laughs> I have good memories for Christmas. It's when my mother really made her best effort throughout the year. She saved, <laughs> she saved that energy. And she, Christmas for her would be like the most traumatic day of the, day of the year because she had really to spend hours and hours in the kitchen, uh-huh. which she didn't like. And... Um, and it was a very traumatic because she loves cleanliness. Uh-huh. Cleanliness, everything has to be clean. But that day, Christmas, is everything is dirty. You know, the house is all over the place, including the kitchen. So that's why it was a bad day for my mom. But she used to cook very good things, like a ham, like a pork ham, uh, marinated with stuff and, and, and stuff inserted in it, and things like that. I don't know how to do the oh, right name, so that, 
That's great. That's great. Like a raisins and such is inserted in that. Now, do you, um, do, you, uh, do you cook now as a, as, as a no, priest? No, that is very sad to say, but no. When I was a kid, I used to cook. Uh-huh. I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> And um, and I am the oldest of my brother. We are four boys. I'm yeah. the oldest, wow. so my parents used to go out. They used to escape from us on weekends. <laughs> no. yes. Now I understand. So they say we used to go to visit. I mean, they, they used to visit an old, an old aunt that we had mm-hmm, mm-hmm. living three hours away from Guadalajara, where I grew up. But now I know they did it for their mental sanity. You know? sure, sure. So I was in charge of, of my brothers, and I had to cook for them. And this is when I learned to cook rice and beans mm. and, and chicken and such. But now no more. Okay. But you know okay. what? It's because cooking is stressful for me. I oh, love, okay. As much as I love eating, mm. cooking is very stressful. Yeah. When I have to cook, it's, it stresses me a lot. Going to the, to the supermarket and to, write, to find the right things and then cooking, preparing, then cleaning. Yeah. So what do you do? I just eat. <laughs> That's it. That's I, it. I there ask people go. to cook for me. <laughs> there we go. I speak, yeah, and I clean. That's what I yeah, do. There you yeah, go. there you go. Let's go. Come over, sorry. Father. I'll cook for you. Thank you. Sometime I clean. come visit. I promise. Okay, I there we go. <laughs> he promises to clean for you. That'll work. That'll work. That's awesome. Um, Okay, uh, Cece, you got any other questions? No, I think... Oh, well, you know, you did... We were talking earlier, Father, maybe... So you were talking about this. Like, there's kind of a mixture of understandings of, like, the Day of the Dead practices and culture and kind of... You mentioned things that are, you know, actually very satanic and kind of tied in with the occult. Where do you kind of see... And this is probably more opinion-based, And but you as a priest, where do you see that line being drawn because i know there are people who are like halloween day of the dead all of that is absolutely so, no right oh, okay. and then there's some people who really love it and they celebrate it all and they maybe are getting into things they shouldn't get into because they think it's all part of the tradition what how do you would you advise i think maybe our audience that are listening what what would you how would you guide them in deciding what is kind of the I don't want to say the safe way, well, but what's, maybe what's fruitful, yeah, fruitful yeah, what's the most prudent and yeah. approaching like these traditions. I can tell you from the the Latin American tradition, mm-hmm. you know, when we honor our dead and we show respect to them and we train our children and we tell our children who these ancestors were, I think that's that's the beautiful part. Mm-hmm. And we tell our children and tell ourselves that these people need our prayers. That's why they are in the altars, because now they need our prayers, mm. and I'm praying for them. And hopefully one day I will meet them once again in heaven. That's how, that's how I can connect, with the, at least with the Hispanic tradition. With the Halloween stuff, I have not found the right place. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, right, that's honest. The middle that's good. Point, that's very honest, because it's, it's just celebrating mm. something that is, uh, you know, that is not. I need. I need to make a, a deeper research yeah, into yeah. what is the origins. Because what have been developed now is like a making fun of death, but through monsters and yeah. things that are against of, of what uh, nature is. In a funny way, you want mm-hmm. for fun, but it's still is it, you know it's in the borderline between mm-hmm. other stuff. It, it is. It is tough. As um, as someone who grew up here in America. Um, and but now working with with Hispanic families, it is kind of tough to uh, to compare one to compare the two cultures. But also, um, 
you know, a lot of Hispanic families are sending their, their kids to school where they're celebrating Halloween, like, like really big. And so a lot of families have questions for me of fathers, should I not send my kid to school that day? Or, um, but to see, I think, I think something that you said is, is incredibly important, Father, where if we can point them back to good things, then I think there's a power there. So we may not understand everything that the secular world is doing with Halloween, right? But, um, <laughs> but if we can say, okay, yeah, you know, there's an uh, opportunity to, to see that, um, that uh, you know, there's a connection to All Saints Day, right? All Hallows Eve literally means um, that it's the, the vigil of um, All Saints Day, right? So this connection of, you know, um, you know this, that celebration. And then even letting the, the, the beauty of, of like Dia de los Muertos, kind of um, influence this recognition of, okay, well, when we're celebrating this, these several days, we can look at, like, okay, there's something beautiful about death, um, not to worship it, not to go to the demonic, but, but there is something powerful in remembering our dead. And then if we can do what you're saying, tie it back to praying for our dead, and then, and then also to be not afraid of death, but to, to look at it with proper um, kind of, uh, with proper eyes um, to say, okay, death, uh, as scripture will say, where o death is your victory, where o death is your sting. And if, if Halloween can get us to that, even in a little way, I think we can use it, use it for um, showing other people uh, truth and goodness and beauty. Yeah. That's good stuff. Kiara wanted to be a witch one year. How did you handle that? Well, so Bishop asked me live, like on the radio. <laughs> so what's Kiara going to be for Halloween? And she had just told me that's what she wanted to be. And I was like, well, she, you know, Bishop, it's kind of interesting. She asked, she wants to be a witch. He was like, how does she know what a witch is? You know, she's four. <laughs> I'm really failing. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know, Bishop. I'm really sorry. But it's interesting. Well, I, okay. I let her, I let her wear the witch hat. I know. Now I'm like, should I let her have done that? But like, I don't, it's hard because see now, I thank God, I don't know why she was, think. I think she just had seen Halloween. It's like ghosts and goblins and witches. And you know, the witches are fun and they're riding brooms. Like, it, it's kind of what you're saying. It's like, it looks fun, but it's like, but what a witch is like, that's like really bad stuff, you know? So it's now, thank God she's into other fun, you know, Jacob's Groot for Halloween and she likes Pokemon and it's just cartoons. And now I'm not as scared because I was like, why do you want to be a witch? But I think there are a lot of things, you know, that with Halloween and even like Day of the Dead, like all of the skulls. And so like she saw people one year with their faces painted, you know, and she's like, I want that. And I'm like, I don't really want you to, <laughs> you're four. I don't think we're going to do that. And then see, I didn't really have a deep understanding then either of what, what the representation was. I just kind of was like, I just don't really want you walking around <laughs> just like that. Cause you're a little girl. That's yeah. like a little bit weird. And to me at least, but I think it's, it is something that people who are raising children that in this environment, especially in the U.S. where Halloween is like a big thing, and now you do have religious traditions that are kind of all getting lumped into this season, right? Because if you go to the store now, you do see a lot of the Day of the Dead stuff, like right next to the Halloween stuff, and it's all being marketed as like one big, you know, marketing ploy of the end of, you know, end yeah, of October, yeah. beginning of November, and it's kind of, I think it's it's important to discern through those things and ask like, okay, what are we really teaching our children through what we do? And I think there are good things that yeah, yeah. they can learn. And I think there are things we do have to steer them away from, for sure. For sure. Like, like all good things, or like all things, you know, if we, if we can find some, that's why we do this podcast. Right? <laughs> if we can find some good and truth and beauty in food, right, even in our cultural practices, we can, we can find good and truth and beauty there and just steer people away from, 
from the dangerous stuff. I think yeah. that's where. Like albondigas. Like albondigas. <laughs> <laughs> Steer people away oh. from albondigas. Albondigas. <laughs> Don't try that. <laughs> and it's, they are very healthy, you know. They are very healthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not for me. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Thanks. <laughs> Should we finish off with this we, or that? We can we can wrap up with a with Ooh, um, I have a game. One more little oh yeah, thing, yeah, go though. ahead, please. I don't know if it'll be because there's a certain flower, a, an orange flower that they yeah, use. Oh, marigolds. Uh, marigolds. 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 Yeah, marigolds. Uh-huh. And I think they do a little path towards the altar, right, Father? It's possible. Yeah, and so I was as I was doing the um, the bread. <laughs> I was thinking that maybe the the reason they put the orange zest in it is because of the flowers. Oh, because they're orange flowers. Because um, I've never, I never knew that they had the the orange in it sure. um, until I made them. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, that moment of that. But I think it might connection. be part of the flowers that they use on the altars, and like they they make a path, I think, um, towards the altars, like to guide the like the those muertos, the dead. Yeah, yeah. To go it's actually that's in 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 the movie in Coco in Coco. It, those are the flowers that are on the paths yeah, in um, the them. marigolds. Yeah. Reading here a little bit of the material, they, they say the Aztecs, they thought that the smell of the flower, because this flower has a particular smell, mm-hmm. the smell of the flower may attract the dead. They may oh. let them know where the food is or where the family is. So I don't know. I didn't know wow. that really. I just connect certainly the marigold flower with the dead. That's something that we present to to the yeah. we put it on the altar, so we go to even the cemetery. Now, right? even, even now, that's the, you, that's the flower. And you go to the cemeteries, and you bring that kind of flowers. Certainly, those flowers blossom at the, around this this time of the mm-hmm. year. So that's why, since ancient times, has been connected with the dead because it blossoms in this time of the, of the year. Yeah. Stuff. Just don't put albondigas on the <laughs> altar. <laughs> Or else he won't be attracted. He'll be. Sure. He's not coming to visit. I will have bad dreams tonight. Yeah, about, about being obliged to eat albondigas. I, I, I just realized we've we've never met. We haven't sent it at all yet. Albondigas for the, our listeners. Is, um, I guess we just all know what albondigas yeah, are. Is, uh, is meatballs uh, like meatballs. a, a soup, meatball soup? Meatball soup. Right? Meatball. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it's usually got some vegetables in it. And like the, we all like nice a broth. Uh, yeah, sometimes rice it's a rice soup. Yeah. 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 We're, we're all bilingual, so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so our listeners who are like Googling albondigas the didn't know how to al- spell them. Albondigas. Meatballs. Meatball soup. Um, I like to eat them with tortillas. Father doesn't like to eat them at all. So oh, no. I, I don't know if you caught it, but he said he hates them with his whole soul. Yes. I have eaten them you know, as a religious brother or as a priest, and that's the only thing that people offer you when you go. I mean, yeah. I, I'm sweating, but I'm eating them. You lost some time in purgatory. Yeah, yeah I hope. I don't know. Sacrifice. But awesome. It is what it is. Oh, that's great. No, that's wonderful. Well, um, uh, thank you all for, for sharing that stuff. I'd love to have you guys back on again in the future to talk about other things, more baking stuff, yes. more... Um, chocolate. Um, he said chocolate. Yeah, Father. Apparently he knows a lot about chocolate. And the yeah, that was pre-show. Carlota. <laughs> oh, yeah, Carlota, Mexican sweets. We can talk yes. about that yes. and what the, Ooh, the good, oh, the truth, so and the, the beauty of Mexican uh, candies are and, and sweets. So we'll, we'll definitely... And uh, Leti, thank you so much for, um, for, for making us this pan de muerto. It was phenomenal. Thank um, you. All right. We're coming to the end of, this, um, uh, end of this episode. And at the end of our episodes, we like to play games with our, with our uh, guests. And so um, Cece's got a game for, for the two of you. I do. So this is easy because it's not a competition. Because what did Father <laughs> say earlier? I suck at games or something. I'm not good at games. Yeah. <laughs> this one, there's no wrong answers. This is just kind of like a preference game so that we call this this or that. Okay, so it's all in Spanish because like... 
it's in Spanish. That's what yeah. <laughs> so I'm just going to say it. You and, can read it, uh -huh. have each of them answer, and then either you or I will translate. Okay. okay. Just, it's just fun stuff. Okay. So I'll give you an example. The first one. So this one's like, if you're at a cart, a stand after mass outside of Guadalupe or Santa Rosa, what would you rather have, elote or nieve? Elote. Mm. Nieve. Wow. Okay, so elote is street corn, <laughs> and nieve is like ice a cream. Iced ice cream or ice drink. Typically with... sold at the same you stand. You know what? I've been craving elote too for a while. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Now, but it depends the time of the year, because if it's summer, I'd rather have elote. Oh, that's I mean, true. Nieve, and if it's like in the... Winter time, yeah. I'd rather have it. It's okay. supposed to be a fast game, but... Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Neve flavor. Neve flavor, father. What's your favorite Neve oh, flavor? Oh, strawberry. Strawberry Ooh. with a little bit of condensed milk. That's me. Ooh. Strawberry and condensed. Oh, you're playing now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. What about you, Leti? Favorite flavor? Um, I'd go with mango. Ooh, okay. Okay, now, elote on the one in the cup or the one... De vaso or on Esquite? the cup? What's that? Esquite is the one in the I was like, is it, oh, is, I was like, are you trying to say stick? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, vaso or on the cob? The if elote. I have elote, yeah. uh, oh, del vaso, yes, the cob. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather the about cup. you, Father Raj, now that you're playing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that in the cup gets a little too watery, oh. so I like on the cob. Do you have elotes here, pero elotes asados? Yeah, no, like, I don't yeah. think so that you have a lot of Well, not of on the card. They don't have a <laughs> <on> the card. <laughs> you can get it at restaurants oh. and other places. Only the restaurants. Yeah, yeah. Because that's something that I, I really like when I go to Mexico. I do eat elote asado. It's um, grilled grill. elote. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They grill it and they just cut the, the grains and you just yeah. eat the, 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 oh, yeah, the yeah. grains yeah. With, with salt and, and lemon and, oh, or, yeah. or, or with cream. Yeah, or with crema. Cream. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Right. We're going to get back to this game. We're going to get this on track. Oh my gosh, this is supposed to be fast. That was one question. Okay. Now that Father Raj is playing too. Oh, no, um, I'm not playing. Good. No, Just it's not. You've okay. never played. Right. Okay, fine. Um, tamales or tacos? Tacos. Tacos. Depends. Oh. <laughs> Depends on what? The flavor, who made them, oh. <laughs> how they look like, oh my gosh. And, 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 and the situation. Let me do something. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not racist, the time of the but day. tamales made by people from Michoacan, oh. I don't like them. They are very fat, they and they have nothing inside. But tamales made of, of the north, they are, they are tiny, tiny. And they are oily, but so delicious because I love meat in it. went there. Oh, okay. my gosh. Okay. Sorry. Uh, no, I will be hated. By so <laughs> it's okay. okay. Father's honest. He is. Okay. The next one. Pozole or birria? Pozole. Birria. Pozole. Oh, wow. He's just so painful. Birria. <laughs> Both. <laughs> Depends. <laughs> Yeah, because I like birria and birria tacos, and like, oh, that's so good all together. Oh, oh yeah. That's funny. Okay. Al pastor o carne asada? Asada. Al pastor. Al pastor is, is tastier, but it has fat and cholesterol. <laughs> so our asada is, is healthier. <laughs> Don't what taste. do you like better, Father? It has a pineapple <sighs> for you. Oh, yeah, it does. The pastor, pastor is, is tastier, yeah. Ponche o chocolate? Ponche de qué? What kind like of the one Letty makes. <laughs> the one Letty makes. And, oh, no, like, we made. No, like the one out that you get outside on. Um... But what kind of ponche? In Mexico, we have different kind of ponches. Oh, it's like the one with the, is it fruits in there? Is like that one Christmas? in there? Yeah, yeah, Christmas like Christmas ponche. ponche. Oh. Or was that the, that one? Or, or chocolate. Chocolate. Caliente. What kind? Oh, hot chocolate. Oh, 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. With, if he's punchy with, with a little bit of rum. 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 Oh, rum. Oh, <laughs> that was on the table. Oh, that's... Uh, I'm going with whatever father said. Punchy <laughs> yeah. with rum. Got it. You, you need to try this coming Christmas. Okay, we'll try. Tell your people. Tell your people. If they don't have rum, just with tequila. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. What's going on here? Oh, man. It's awesome. no cold anymore. in <laughs> I'm going to have to put an uh, adult advisory at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> No, it's okay. It's good. You're fine. You're good. No, you're fine. I'm 60 years old, so I'm allowed to drink. Just outed the stage for the sake of We're Catholic. We can drink. We, yeah, we have exactly. no problems with sure. celebrating. Good. I'll go with chocolate. Yeah. Chocolate. I'm going to chocolate. Too. Very good. Okay, last question. Which do you like better, Semana Santa or Dia de los Muertos? Based on food? Yeah, or whatever. Based on whatever oh. you like. Semana Santa. For me. I'm just going to go with that. Well, based on food, then Dia de los Muertos, because Semana Santa, I'm not, I'm not, uh, she's like, I'm fasting. fasting. She's she's like, I'm fasting. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Semana Santa is beautiful theologically, you know, it's the restoration of the Lord and people <laughs> and, and celebrations, but it's a lot of work. So, <laughs> <laughs> He's coming as a priest. As a priest, yeah, that's true. But Dia de los Muertos is nothing to do with that. Well, yes, yeah. we have a celebration, the Day of the Dead. But it's only one or two days, and that's it. And yeah, you eat a lot. So for those that are Semana Santa is Holy Week, and and the Los Muertos is Day of the Dead. Yeah. Very good. Well, those are all my questions. I think you all passed. Awesome. I spoke more than I should. No, that's fine. You're great at this game, Father. Well, we come to the, we're coming to the end of this podcast. Uh, I have one announcement for our podcast listeners, just so that um, uh, you Would it know be a Catholic it? podcast without announcement. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, real quick, uh, we wanted to, you've probably seen it already on social media, um, but uh, our winner for our, um, our listeners only um, uh, game uh, raffle uh, for a famine fed uh, prize pack, our winner is This Grateful Heart. Um, Stacy from This Grateful Heart. So she won a bunch of uh, famine-fed swag and some snacks Woo! from our previous episodes. Yay for Stacy at This Grateful Heart. And then also, um, uh, if you haven't seen it already on our social media, you have a chance to win a raffle, um, uh, the same prizes, uh, famine-fed uh, pack, some of our snack items, and a gift card to Krispy Kreme Donuts in honor of our donut episode. So um, <laughs> check uh, out social media to enter into that raffle. Um, before we go, um, before we go, yeah, um, just want to turn it over uh, again uh, to, so uh, is there anything from Malark Bakery that you'd like to, <laughs> to share, um, Leti? We'd like to share that uh, you could try to make your own pan de muerto bread, um, have someone with you because um, you're going to practice a lot of the virtue of patience. There you go. <laughs> and um, have someone to help you because it's really hard to amasar. Oh, what's that? Um, need. Need the dough. Yeah, because yeah. it's really heavy bread because I was doing it and then I had my brother do it and he was like, it's whatever. And then he's like, oh, this is heavy. But it was like probably. Jaime? Yeah, Jaime oh, was gosh, like, this is heavy. That's, that's it's right. probably like the size of your two palms. Mm -hmm. And it was like, uh, anyways, yeah. yeah we'll post I'm the sore right now. 
Yeah, we'll post that recipe yeah. and we'll definitely um, we'll, we'll, we'll have Letty back on for some other bakery things. So thanks, Letty. And then, <laughs> gracias. Um, uh, Father, uh, you know, your vocation director, you're doing an awesome job here. Uh, anything you want to announce to our listeners, let, let our listeners know. Yes, thank you very much for giving me this opportunity. And we are coming up with the National Vocation Awareness Week, which is going to be from November 1st to November 7th. And you will hear a, a lot, hopefully, from pastors in, in your own parishes and from the diocese. Uh, for that week, we are asked by all the USCCB, all the, the, the Conference of Bishops, to talk about vocations, to pray for vocations, and to do something about vocations in our own families and in our parishes. So what I'm gonna do is this. I will interview some of the seminarians. Oh, awesome. They are gonna be interviewed on, on Instagram. The Newman Center, Newman Centers will help me interviewing them. Uh, and I will copy this because it's gonna be on Instagram, but I will post it on YouTube so everybody may, may see those guys and, and they will talk about, you know, different stuff about how's their life, what they, what, they, what they do during the day, and such like that. And then on Friday, November 6th at 4 p.m., we will have a rosary, and I Ooh. invite each one of you to join me praying this rosary, which is going to be led by the seminarians and some of the kids that attended the Covaris retreat mm -hmm. and also the Deus Vocas, which is, are the retreats for teenagers for them to discern their vocation. So this rosary is going to be led by them on Friday, November 6th at 4 p.m. And you can follow us on YouTube. Just go to the YouTube page of the Diocese of Sacramento and it's gonna be there. Awesome, awesome, yeah, so. Make sure uh, we'll, to link all that stuff too on our Facebook. Definitely, we'll post those links on our social. And um, actually, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you're in the middle of National Vocation Awareness Week because we're gonna <laughs> drop this on November 2nd. So, awesome. so second day, second day. Yeah, so it'll be. <laughs> Welcome to National Vocation Awareness Week. <laughs> <laughs> November and I invite you to consider being a priest or a religious Awesome. <laughs> you will lack. <laughs> there is something that you will never lack. The love of God and food. So, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> if you need it, the there you go. There's a plug. Well, um, on behalf of the Famine Fed family, we'd like to thank again our guest, Letty. Thank, thank you. And Father Memo. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's our episode. Come to the table. And stay fed, fam. Bye, everybody. Celebrate well. <laughs> Famine Fed is a production of Urban Picks, all things to all. You can find all of our content on our website, www.urbanpicks.com slash famonefed. Please like and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to contact us, send us an email at famonefed at urbanpicks.com or leave us a comment on the Urban Picks website. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Recuérdame, hoy me tengo que ir mi amor, recuérdame, no llores por favor, te llevo en mi corazón y cerca me tendrás, a solas yo te cantaré soñando en regresar, recuérdame, aunque tenga que emigrar, recuérdame, si mi guitarra oyes llorar, Ella con su triste canto te acompañará hasta que en mis brazos estés. Recuérdame. Woo! That's such a good song. That's great. That's such a Wonderful. Good song.